0: Blog talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the special edition with Chatting with Sherry. Today I am really excited because I got to talk to the production team for Miss Fisher and the Crypto Tears starring Essie Davis and Nathan Page. I had a really fun recorded chat with director Tony Tills, executive producer and writer Deb Cox, and co-producer Lucy McLaren. We talked about filming, we talked about fans, it's a really fun chat. It is recorded, so please don't call in, just sit back and enjoy. You. Deb, I haven't talked to you in a long time.
2: No, three years, I think it's been.
1: Three years. And so what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been a little busy at every cloud. With yes, the I would say spirit. so. You, uh, you've got, mm. okay, you've got the Miss Fisher uh, movie. You got um, Miss Modern Fish, um, Fisher. You have got Sea C- C- Change, right?
2: Yes, we've done that as well. So we've been very busy, but Miss Modern, the Miss Modern Sixties series, is a lot of fun, and um and that one, it's been it's been a lot of fun, kind of extending the world of Miss Fisher and giving her, as we all know, she can never have offspring because as Kerry Greenwood. Um, our muse said to us, she wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> but she does, but she does have a long lost niece, and because uh, and our fans worked out very quickly when we created that series, they worked they, they were right onto the family lineage and how that could happen because they remembered that her father was a philanderer, and could have loved children all over the place.
1: I'm sure there's actually more than just peregrines. <laughs> yes, I think there could be. <laughs> But um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I love the show. I, I well, I I, lo- um, I thought I think sixty early sixties is such a cool period because it has the you know even though Jack Kennedy had been killed, he, they have the pillbox hat and all the the cute cool styles from the period and um, you know it, it very Jack Kennedy esque. <laughs>
2: Yes, we very deliberately chose 1964 because we we didn't we wanted that period where it was as the 20, late 20s were for women it was a period of great social change but we hadn't yet hit the full force of the civil rights movement and when. When um, things, you know, when the world became a bit more, a bit darker and a bit more troubled, we wanted that kind of heyday of the 60s when the women were still fighting for their freedoms and there was a, a buoyancy around the world.
1: Okay, I have to ask you a question. Because, and you may not be able to answer it because it might be top secret, but it's been bugging me. You know, when you go into the adventurous uh, club room and There's that panel with pictures of Franny on it, and there's two people on motorcycles in the desert. Is that Franny and Jack? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to. That could be our sneaky
2: art department. (laughs) I have to to check on that. There's all kinds of in jokes. I do, as Tony and though know, they're all kind of in jokes in art departments that pop up so I'll, I'll have to look into that for you
1: Okay Because <laughs> every time they, they show it I mean, it's like <laughs> all four episodes it's real clear and I'm like I, I, I've actually gotten close to my screen to look, I go, I think that's Bryony <laughs> e. Jack
0: Right. <laughs> well, it, well it is
1: so much fun, it's so
2: much fun being able to plant those think because we're working into the future when Franny would be in her 60s, um, mm-hmm. wherever she is in the world, there's a lot of history that's gone down in the intervening 30 years between the Miss Fisher original series and where we are with that one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the 20s, I mean, there's this depression, World War II, <laughs> the Great yeah. War, yeah, a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. um it's it's really i love it I love the show it's so much fun i love the- the actors are amazing and i keep and not, I'm not the only one i everybody's like okay that that person was in miss fisher is the the original show and so is she, and so is he <laughs> bad really badly um <laughs> Um, I mean, two of the regulars were in um, had parts in the regular original series, so I mean, it's not that off to do that. <laughs> no,
0: no. Um,
1: okay, now I love the movie. I was in Palm Springs. Um, I saw it on the big screen there, and finally met Nathan. And I also met Roger, so it was a yep. – I, I wanted to meet you, Tony. You were at the party, but every time I went next to you to uh, maybe wait for a chance right. to ask you a question, you were in the middle of talking plot line, and I hadn't seen the movie yet, so I kept walking
0: away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so in case you're wondering, that's why I didn't say hi. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one who kept smiling politely and walking away. <laughs> but um, oh, but good. I love the movie. very good. I, Fantastic. And, thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's uh, it, amazing. Um, I think everybody did a great job. Deb, great script. Uh, Tony, um, it was and Lucy. Uh, it was great. It was just amazing. Um, and okay. Super fan watched it already on Acorn nine times.
3: Right. Do I get brownie points? <laughs>
1: wow!
3: <queens>? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, you have big brownie points.
1: Yeah,
0: that's impressive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, only has, you know, it's only been three days.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know how you're getting any sleep as well. <laughs> yeah. But um, but but it's it's so different working on the. It's been really different working on the feature film um, with with Tony and Lucy. It's a much more circular process than doing this series because, as you know, as I'm sure you know, you know, we, we, in Australia, we like to do, we do a lot for quite modest subjects, and it's always tight, and you're always trying to be inventive, like fine is. So when you hit problems in the, like, shooting in Morocco, and there are certain, you know, there are lovely bonuses, um, like finding the astrolabe that you and Tony have talked about but, but also when you hit the problems you have to work together to solve them and and you know we have we have great ambitions that you can't always realise because um, they're just impossible I think one of the versions of the, the feature film had a, a boat chase down the Thames, which is very exciting but completely impossible so Tony yeah. worked very hard on that with Lucy as well to work out how we could what we really, what were the important elements we wanted from that sequence, and how we could achieve them in a different way, and that became—we we shouldn't do spoilers, should we? But um, everybody's yeah. no, no, seen it. That, yeah. Yes, but yeah. that became a lovely and one of my favourite sequences in the movie, which is set in the rain, um, in London. That's right,
3: which and that they, was correct. Everybody's story. seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was. So that was actually a creative solution to a but to a to a problem that we had. Um and uh that's how we came up with that idea because we sort of we couldn't if we couldn't afford the sequence that we wanted to do. Um but I think actually our sequence is really nice now. In fact, like I would I couldn't think of doing it any other way. I
1: think exactly. it's a great yeah. sequence. I really do. I mean, I loved it. Um I I'm trying really hard not to give anything away. Yeah. Um <laughs> I am uh, full of stuff. Um but there there's some parts of it that I just I loved. I loved I loved um I loved Jack and Friday uh, getting together again. Yeah. I loved their um their repertoire, I I cannot talk today. Rep <laughs> RK. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Just uh yeah. um and it was Beautiful. I mean the Morocco Scenes were just Breathtaking But I have a I do have a question about that That won't be a spoiler yep. Um, You know Morocco's architecture Is a bit Okay and only me Because I studied archaeology Might pick this up yep. The yep. The architecture is different Than the Palestinian Architecture of the time But I saw that you guys like dressed it? Is that because the people who were working were Moroccan and they knew what the difference was between their own style and the Palestinian?
3: Um, look, yes, I would look. They did a, they did a fair bit of research, um, and the art department did a lot of research on on as much as we could find for that period. So we were trying to you know, um, trying to be as accurate as we could could be. But you know, in the you know, in the in the fact that we've had sort of freestanding sort of sets where we were, um, and so that was all part of it. Yes, so it was a combined effort between our department and our Moroccan and Moroccan people. Because so what
4: they have in Morocco is uh, what they have in Morocco is a whole lot of in Morocco they have a whole lot of standing film sets that they use for biblical epics, and so. Yep that set that we actually filmed on was supposed to be Morocco, uh, sorry, was supposed to be Jerusalem at the time of the Bible, so year zero. But fortunately, Jerusalem hasn't changed much in the last 2,000 years. And so by dressing it up a bit and putting in some people in modern clothes, you know, 1920s clothes, we could make that uh, that lo- that set look like Jerusalem now without much trouble.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. And, it was like
4: and it was the one really
1: yeah. fascinating that you had that because I was like, I picked it up when I saw it on. I didn't see it when I was in the theater because I was too interested in. I first time I see a movie, it's all plot line for me. Um, so I I, I didn't really notice the details until I watched it on Acorn, and I was like, Oh my god, look at the that they. I don't know how they could have known. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We're just fortunate that Jerusalem hasn't changed much.
1: Yeah,
3: that's true. That's true. I, um, I mean, we, I mean we, did, we, did, we did have the luxury of the, the, the Jerusalem wall set was actually built for Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven, and it's <laughs> a one quarter representation of Jerusalem at the time um, that was set. So there was a lot of historical accuracy put into that set as well.
1: That makes sense because those long shots look like still like looks like you're in Jerusalem. So it's just brilliant.
0: Yeah,
1: that's yeah, <laughs> That's the magic <laughs> of cinema.
0: That's the magic <laughs> of <you>. the
1: <laughs> visual things.
4: <laughs> but I can't tell you how excited Tony was to be walking in the footsteps of Ridley Scott.
3: Oh that's
1: yeah, very, very that's very true.
3: Cool. <laughs> very true.
1: Have you met him, Tony? No, no, really,
3: no, okay. not at all. No. No. He's uh, um, <laughs> an amazing director. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I always like I always um, wonder because you guys I know some of you I think Tony, you worked in the US,
3: right?
0: Uh, yes,
3: look I look I, I have yes, yes. Look I I've worked um I've worked for some US shows, um and I've worked by you know, I've worked in um Well, in fact, I've worked in Asia, China, and Russia as well. So I get to kind of a lot of variety.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and and a lot of frequent traveler (laughs) miles. Yes.
2: (laughs) And and Tony might, Sherry, Tony might like to talk about the location, the um, the where we set the Bedouin village as well, because that was another one of those locations with great history, great cinematic history that that we all became I I didn't go when we filmed I only went on the recce and the moment when we walked to the top of that location and looked out over the desert it was just breathtaking we knew that that would be incredible to add you know visually to our movie but Tony Tony um can give you the background
3: well yeah no because we were we were on a location survey in Morocco, looking for locations, and we were driving past this feature. And both so Roger, Lance, the, the director of photography, and I looked at it and felt, gee, that's, we know that feature. It's, it's amazing. And they said, yeah, 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 it's been used for a few movies. Um, and then we, and just by chance, we said, oh, look, on the way back to the airport, can we, um, can we just stop for a while and have a look at it? And uh, so they said, yeah, sure. So we pulled up there, and as Deb said, I walked to the top of the, the, the kind of the old. Um, uh crater. Which is, it's it's, it's an old extinct volcano crater. I got to the top and I went, Oh my god, this is this is it. This is the this <laughs> is the, this is the visuals that I was after for this sort of um for this village and everything. So um it was one of those great fortuitous events. Um and very excited to film that. It's
1: an incredible the, um, the you guys have it in the um trailer so I can talk the, the windstorm that's around Sharin that's there, at. it's just breathtaking. I don't know, is that all special effects or did you do
3: it on the set? I, that is amazing. No, look, there is, it's a combination. Look, a lot of it is special effects. There is a lot of, we had, um, we also had wind machines. Um, part of the, um, we also had wind machines to create that effect as well. I think what was interesting is that when we were um, filming other scenes, we didn't count on the fact that we were going to get dust storms as well. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that was actually for real, dust storms and wind. And, of course, we had to then bring our wind machines when we, had to, when we hadn't finished the scene. The next day we had to bring in wind machines to create that effect as well. So uh, it's a combination of both practical and visual effects. Yes. Cool. It's
2: and, and Sherry, yeah, Sherry, when I was um, working on the script, on the story for it, I sent around this foot- I found this footage on dust storms in Iran where, and I had no idea, I was fascinated by these dust storms that could bury entire villages. And um, this is where, you know, the beauty of being able to search online now for anything. And there are incredible videos. There's one that I I kept going back to all the time and sent around to Lucy and Tony and everyone of a village of an approaching dust storm. And it begins as this red glow in the sky and people start to run and then by the end of it, this, the world has turned completely black, and it was so apocalyptic. I just couldn't. I had no idea. Living in Australia, I had no idea that there were dust storms like that that could bury places forever.
1: That, yeah, I, I I knew about it because I I'd re, I've read a lot about that. I, I Egyptology was one of my mm. passions, and yep. but I I to see it. Visually, the way you guys you wrote it, and Tony shot it, and and Lucy produced it, it is just mind blowing to see that. It was beautifully done. I just loved it. Um, I actually, I'm, uh, I just like the whole movie. <laughs> there was a lot of <laughs> nods to the fans in it. Um, I, 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 is that something? that you did on purpose, or is that something that um, Essie and Nathan came up with, or is it, like, something you guys did in conference, or how did that come up?
3: Oh, look, I we, would say, yeah, but, Deb, you can go, you go first, and I'll go second. Oh, yep. no,
2: which, which, which are you referring to exactly, Sherry, the, the
1: fan? There was a, I don't want to give anything away, but there yeah. were a few things that were, well, Jason brought one up. His lean, he does this, incre- I won't say where, but he does this. <laughs> oh, <lean> yes. <laughs> that, so yeah. Because he's always yes. leaning yes. against yes. the fireplace in series, you know. Yes, yes. it's his Hollywood, Hollywood pose, isn't it? It's love, I love it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then with the astrolabe, there's this scene, uh, I don't know if he'll give anything away, but there's a scene that to me, is like a nod to the last episode of the series. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. trying look, so hard. <laughs> 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 but look, that's another
0: it, one.
3: It, it was, yeah. yeah, look, it was important for us to kind of go, I mean, when we were always, always you know, p- taking a... a, a a series onto, onto the big screen, um, we really didn't want to try and uh, reinvent it. You know, we really felt like we wanted to keep the absolute flavour of the, of the series as much as we could, and mm-hmm. where we could, you know, um, where we could, you know, give some little sort of uh, in, in, inside stuff for the fans. For those that have never seen the series before, you know, hopefully they can enjoy it as well, but also there are a lot of sort of slightly few in-jokes for the fans, Definitely.
2: Yeah. There I, are I I mean, even, that. yes, I think of Dot <laughs> especially I think one there are moments in there that um are appreciated differently, depending on whether you've seen it or not. One in particular I think of is Dot. When um yeah. when oh, when okay. she makes her entrance into the movie, she mm-hmm. the things yeah. she says refer very specifically to past adventures and um and the the fans who know them laugh because they remember all the things that Dots suffered <laughs> to be to be loyal to this Fisher. and um, but yes, it's a very fine line to walk. We didn't we didn't want to re- have to rebuild that whole relationship with Friday and Jack, so it was really important that we could leap into it at a point where where and and unfamiliar audience can figure out, okay, something's gone down between these two people. He's annoyed with her. She's done something that's got him, you know, incredibly all right. What the hell is it? And and then take it from there. We didn't want to have to start from zero, you know, yeah. but we, didn't, we, we, we wanted to bring an audience along with us, and that's all about how you, how you feed backstory into the scene so that no one's confused. And it's quite... It took a, it took many drafts for us to work out exactly at what point we were beginning that story and how much detail we needed for a new audience yep. to not feel
4: confused,
2: um, and for the old audience, the old fans, not to feel like it was repetitive.
1: Oh no, it definitely wasn't repetitive. Um, but there was there his anger there was some times that it was very reflective of stuff that happened in the series but it wasn't repetitive at least not to me
4: yeah Yep. oh that's good
1: and of course
4: when you when you're doing a feature film everything has to be bigger you know the expectations of the audience are that everything somehow that you can take what's in the television series but it can't be like another episode but a bit longer it has to be something much more glamorous, and it has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and in a way that um, television episodes don't have to, because you always know that there's next week. Um, so it's a, it, it really is quite a different kind of way of approaching storytelling. I think, don't you think, Deb? You know, it's a complicated, more yeah. complicated than you would think.
2: <laughs> yes, it is because we we knew that we had to deliver something for the audience between progression between Jack and Franny and because of the dance that the subtle dance they've done around each other for so long it didn't have to be a huge step but it definitely had to be a and and also yep. even though in the past Jack has had his issues with Franny and her freedom we really wanted to bring it to a head in 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 the movie and um, and feel the full depth of Jack's frustration with her and that's where Nathan n't surprise us, we know he's a great actor, but he really i think we were all so satisfied to see the the different i think there's a different quality to his performance in the movie and um he's not he's, he's the full focus is on him that he's seen he's not playing second fiddle to her as he does in the series and I love the way Nathan has come up his performance is very strong i think he was mm. wonderful.
1: Yep. Um, I yeah. won't give it but any way, but my first, <laughs> my favorite scene was, I won't say what it is exactly, don't worry, was uh, after he's with everybody, you know, Dot and everybody, and he's coming in, that's my favorite scene with him, and he doesn't say a word. Uh. Oh, right, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah.
1: Be- it's just it's very brilliantly done. Say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, I I, I actually
3: yeah. cried. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, no, that's good because it's sort of his. <laughs> no, no, that was Nathan. That Nathan was really had a really clear idea about what he wanted to do then in that scene, and it was fantastic for him for that. To that, I, it, I agree. It was, it's it's a great moment. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought I, and them together was just electric. It was, you, it was wonderful. Um, I thought it. You gave a lot to. The thing that I've heard from the fans that have seen it, they miss the rest of the cast. That's one thing I have heard. Um, yeah. Because, uh, like, um, you know, Seth was there. He didn't say anything.
3: <laughs>
1: Stuff like that. People have, like, got really upset. And I'm like guys you can't have everybody doing everything. Come on.
2: <laughs> no. It was very hard to figure out how to take the rest of that ensemble on such a <laughs> such an exotic distant journey, but and we did talk about it a lot and whether you know whether that was an either or whether you have them all in the movie or you, you don't have them at all and we decided that even a little bit, Set of them was crucial because we wanted to feel that the chemistry of them all back together again. And right. and I, you know, if we get to do future movies, who knows where we'll get to? Ta- who will get to take along?
1: <laughs> well, I'm knocking wood, but I'm trying to do it very quietly so it doesn't interrupt our broadcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> because I really would love other, it. I mean, uh, it was. It was great. I just that's that was the thing I heard the most from the fans that have seen it.
4: Well, the the other issue, of course, was that um, Ashley, since we since we finished the, or that, yeah. that every cloud finished the series, has become um, a bit of a star on American television, and so mm-hmm. we had to get her to come for one day filming from. Uh, like 200k miles out of Boston, somewhere, she had to actually leave set on a Thursday night, get to Boston, get on a plane, fly to Melbourne, do a four hour shoot, and then fly straight and you know, get on a plane and fly straight back again because that was the only time we could get her. So <laughs> it was. Oh, it man, poor Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So was she got. Her mum, who she hadn't seen for a while, but apart from that, she literally landed in the morning and left and it flew out the next day. It was incredible, and it was the only time we could get her because she was committed to a, another television series. Wow, and it was only because of Thanksgiving, wasn't it,
2: Lucy, that she had a that's time right? Yeah, and it was even then yeah. it was a risk because if something had gone wrong with her flights or whatever, she wouldn't have got back. So everyone was on a bit of a wing and a prayer because um, Ashley was so determined to be part of it because she loved working on the show. Yeah,
1: everybody loves Dot and Hugh. I mean, you can't not love Dot and
2: Hugh. (laughs) (laughs) And we have planted a little bit of a time bomb with them that we need to see.
0: Pay off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hope that's in the next movie. Oh, God, I hope it's in the next movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but i just i'm 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 really 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 hoping that um that everything works and that there is another movie because i think it is this one was wonderful really really you guys should
3: all oh, take kudos for that no thank you thank you <laughs> thanks so well
4: welcome. it's all partly due to the fantastic um crowd funders too from and so many mm. of them from the us who we couldn't possibly have made the film without and um one of the great pleasures of working on the film was meeting so many of them and um there's a particular scene. can I just say it's the ballroom scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you can tell everyone so many of them came to be extras in that scene, which was just the most wonderful day because we had everybody had to learn how to dance and they all got dressed up and I think it was fantastic. It was a great moment for me anyway, I enjoyed it. it yeah, <laughs> I
2: found it incredibly moving and speaking to the fans who yeah. travelled a long way. There was a couple who'd come for their 40th wedding anniversary, and they were so, they loved supporting, it was very romantic, but they loved supporting the show because at the time, I think the Me Too movement had just cranked up and it was all about, um, you know, women, embattled women. And they said at this time in the world, it's so great to have a character like Trini Fisher out there doing positive things. And so it was really important for them to be there. But we also heard a lot of very personal emotional stories from some women we had at our first read-through. And the fact that the fans were part of that whole journey, you know, helped, they, they kind of kept us on the straight and narrow too because very early on we knew that if we... There were various ways of getting a feature up. And at one point we had some interest in investment if we maybe would recast and, and look for a high level, you know, different... And we really didn't want to. We had to keep the ensemble together. It was like a family and um and i think some of the fans understood that we wanted to t- to stay true to to what we created in the series and and the, their support enabled us to do that mhm i think i'm, yeah, and I think
1: I'm, I'm a crowd yeah. <laughs> i didn't do that but i'm i'm a small time <laughs> crowdfunder. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I think it was interesting. I mean, even for me, when I, because you know, we sort of we tend to work on new shows in Australia sometimes, and we tend to work in a bit of isolation. And we kind of knew the show was well, I sort of, you know, I knew the show was popular outside of Australia, but it wasn't until you sort of working with the crowd funders and then going to the, you know, the screenings in um, Palm Springs and meeting the kind of international fans and the fans who come for the premieres, you realise. Of the fandom, and I think that was a great revelation for me at this point too. It was fantastic.
1: I I've heard it before from other people from other productions that they in their own country sometimes the show may not be alive anymore. I'm not talking about Australia. I'm this is actually yep. a, a show in England, but um, but when they come here they are like superstars and they it like um one was on PBS and they came for a um PBS break and people were waiting in a line around the block just to have them sign the DVD and they're like oh they with when they were driving up they're like oh is that for a movie theater or something? <laughs> <And> the <laughs> name, he said, "No, it's for you guys." <laughs> but I, I don't know if it's the same for the cast. But that's that's the reaction that um, I kind of get from what you just said. So I just wondered, have you had one of those? Is that a movie theater line uh, <laughs> moment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I, I yeah. think um, Palm Springs is where it was the most extreme for us And when we watched the premier, the world premiere there I was sitting beside Essie And when the crowd the, the level of enthusiasm completely overwhelmed her We just kept looking at each other and laughing With kind of joy Because Essie had not I mean Essie is she, She's been in other movies And she's been fated She deserves to be And she's a great actor But not to that level of um, really overt enthusiasm, and so even even she was kind of not expecting that.
1: That's interesting. It's 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 also something that's I think quite American, um, uh, the level of enthusiasm we can give our, our stars uh, what, the, that are in the shows from different fandoms. Uh, I've been involved with fandom for a long time, and um, one of the things that I've been to is the Xena conventions, and um, I've interviewed some of the people from the cast, and they're like, It's like being a rock star for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I, 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 said that I, yeah, <laughs> I said that. I felt like I was at a rock concert. I said that when,
0: uh-huh. um,
3: after that first screening. It just felt like being in a rock concert. I just thought it was fantastic, you know. Um, the enthusiasm was just overwhelming.
2: It was fun. And then you get back to Australia where there are no tall poppies. And we <laughs> get brought
1: down to earth with the fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay because that, that keeps you on a le- nice level keel and everything Cool, But, you know, yep.
0: uh,
1: we we are very enthusiastic country.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Um
1: lovely. But I'm glad that you guys, that you know Essie and Nathan and you guys all had a really good time, and, and you you felt that we loved you because we do, um, and that's important. And I want and and that you said it is really good, so they can hear you.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Um. So. Is there anything new, we're coming to the end, so is there anything new coming up for the three of you? Any new projects? Hopefully another Miss Fisher if we can, but, but is there any new projects
3: coming? Well, um, I'm, well I'm, as I said, okay. well, I'm working on, a, I'm working on a, uh, a teenage horror series that we we're shooting out of uh, Indonesia and Singapore. Um, that's my next project. Can you give the name, or is there not a name for it yet? Oh no, Mr. Midnight. It's called Mr. Midnight. It's based on a series of books that was were written out of um, out of Singapore, um, and we're sort of kind of adapting those and reinventing those for um, for a series. Cool. Mm Danseuse, either of you?
1: Well, at
4: the moment, in, in, um, at the moment I'm um, understandably, for the, at the times that we live in, I'm involved in um, several documentaries that are going to be about, um, partly at least, about uh, COVID-19 virus. So I'm <laughs> yeah. madly working out how to get people to shoot material for themselves, like on their phones and, you know, sending by the post like little handy cams to them so that they can film, you know, what's happening to them in their environment that we can't go to anymore.
1: Is, is, so I, I feel that it's really important to talk about it so it's not the elephant in the room. How do you guys feel about, you know, the, the way that we're all kind of locked down and kind of like, I mean, I know it's for our protection, but is it? Isn't
3: it weird? <laughs> yeah, look, it's really weird. I think the, what's most interesting. I was talking about it last night was that because I've been working um, across the world, and I've, worked, I've got colleagues, who, you know, who are, who are not working in China, and not working in Russia, and not working in Singapore, and not working in Indonesia, and, um, and all that stuff. Because all their film industry's been shut down, and our friends have also been in lockdown. What is fascinating is that it's actually a, sh- a world-shared experience. And I think that's yeah. the one of mm. the few things that we, you know, I think that's the really fascinating thing about this, that everyone is having the exact same experience around the world. Um, and I think there's, there's got to be something good in that somewhere. I know I'm trying to be a bit pollyanna about it, but that's, that's something quite interesting that I found talking to all these people. We've all had this incredible Formatic shared experience, and I think that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out in the future.
2: Yeah, I think you're I right. Know, a good yeah, I think you're right. It it does create a sense of community. It goes at all levels. You know, from where I live in regional Australia, sharing and my little, you know, where it's like a village where I live, people are pulling together, and you see little acts of kindness, like at the supermarket where. Where there's not a huge level of panic, but there was a woman trying to count out her fifty dollars, and she'd overspent by fifty cents was putting things back and and a guy in the queue said i oh, i'll 'll get it for you don't worry i 'll pay and so I think people are people are recognizing that everyone's under stress and 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 there are additional little kindnesses that are that are kind of bubbling up, which I think is lovely, and also you get this kind of even family fam, my family, like at that family level, my extended family coming together more, checking in on each other. My son's coming home from Melbourne to to probably freeload on us indefinitely with his girlfriend. <laughs> but um, you know, people are kind of bunkering down together. Which has pluses and minuses. But um I think you're right, Tony, it's that feeling of connectedness. And um for and the as Tony said earlier, in terms terms of a time when you reflect and write and work on things for a writer, it's a kind of it's in, it's multiplied because you always feel like you're the antisocial one in isolation working on ideas, and now the whole world's having to do with it, it feels much better. <laughs> so there's a few writers who are secretly trying not to not to look um kind of you know fear, not to express the too many positives about it because it is tragic and it's it's awful, but. You know, so why does it kind of in that element?
1: It is awful, and it it makes me very upset that all these people are sick. But I also think that it's also making the world realize we're one planet. We're all one group of people. We have no way off. Um, We're very connected to each other. And as horrible as it is, and it is, some good might come out of it.
3: Yes, yeah. I think yeah, some good will definitely what, come I, out of it. Yeah, no, I think so. I think there's, I think there's, you know, as tragic as it is, I, I agree. I think there will be some good coming out of all of this.
2: Yeah, even in Australia, I don't know if it's the same in America, but the the bipartisan political decisions that are being made are so great. You know, they're not quibbling as much over the little things. Um, political parties are pulling together to get legislation through, to get support for people. You know, it's, it's, it's a shame that it takes a crisis to have such consensus. So that's definitely one of the positives.
1: Yeah. Uh, Congress is doing that. Uh, I I can say that. Congress is working hard to get oh. us um, some kind oh. of help and stuff. I'll say that.
0: Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> as far as I'll go. <laughs> um, I understand.
1: We, all, we also have a good governor here in California that is doing as much as he can for as the people here in our state. So, I mean, there's some different. But I got this really yeah. cute story. My brother is a postal worker, and he delivers mail to the same route all the time. And usually they give him, when it's hot, bottles of water. When there's like their, their fruit comes out, they give him fruit. Well, day he came home with two bottles of disinfectant and a package of wipes. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I thought that was so sweet.
4: (laughs) Because I did hear that, um, that, that the American Postal Service is refusing to give them gloves or sanitizers or anything. Which you would think that no, they
1: don't <laughs> he has his own stuff that he carries, and yeah. he buys his yeah. own stuff and stuff like that, yeah, but um, but no they no they it, but they're working really hard, I mean, my brother has worked overtime almost every day since the started, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, a lot of sending but, things instead of going to the people.
1: It, it, yeah, I mean, and, well, mail is very important. I mean, I'm sure that's all around the world. I mean, people need to get their mail.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so okay, so I got Tony. I Deb, you're working on documentaries. You're also working that on. Was a, oh, that was to Okay. Yeah. So Deb, yeah. you're working on. No. Miss Fisher. Well.
2: Yeah, well, Fiona and I are always optimistic and speculatively working (laughs) on ideas for further Fisher movies because there are no guarantees. The world's in a strange place. Who knows what will happen? But we always we're always thinking ahead, and we're also working on another on development on another series with the support of Acorn that we're very excited about, but we can't announce yet. Um, Okay. So yes, we're 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 in full on development mode because that's that's one thing we can do at the moment. And it feels like Miss Fisher, timing-wise, it feels like her the positive kind of message of that character is feeling like a great panacea for people at the moment in the world when they're at home and and anxious about a lot of things.
1: Well, it's actually kind of comforting because a lot of people are, like, we're, everybody's checking on everybody. Um, and we have some people in our group that aren't well. And I don't mean with the virus. I just mean they're just not well before that happened. So we're really worried about them, and so we're checking on them. and um, So it's, it's a very it's caring group. Is uh, the Miss Fisher group? It's a very caring group. So, do you have any message for the fans? Um, You know, in closing, any of you or all of you? (laughs) Well, my what I'd like to say is a
2: huge, huge thank you because you know we had a limited theatrical release in the country, which was shortcut by the virus, but. Um, the fans are finding ways of congregating and communicating with each other and keeping it alive, as you said. And so, for me, I mean, my message is just a huge thank you for being so supportive.
4: I
3: would agree, Deb. Yes, and a big thank you to the fans. They've been really so, so supportive.
4: And stay safe. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, thank you. Um, thank you so much. I know you're all so busy um for taking the time out to talk to me. I really, really appreciate it.
3: Not a problem. It's been great. It's been great, enjoyable. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. And
1: thank you for chatting with Sherry.